before we get into today's episode, as always, today's episode is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space. So you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. Guys, they're the best. They're, they're active on Twitter. All they want to do is help out small podcasters. Do yourself a favor. If you have a podcast and have a small audience, go check them out. And stick around for this episode because last week there was a partner presentation. Of course, right after episode dropped. And there was a lot of news in there, including a Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity demo. We're going to get into all of that and more. Hope you guys enjoy the episode. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up Podcast, Season 2, Episode 13. My name is Tyler, and I am, of course, joined, as always, by my co-host, Cole. How are you doing this fine evening, my friend? It's dark. It is 5.20, and it is dark. So, Daylight Savings has been a real pain, though. Doing great. Thrilled for this episode. Oh yeah. Uh, just to, just to pass the time, just been trying. I'm almost done with the Pokedex for Pokemon Sword. <laughs> That'd be my first ever Dex completed, so that's pretty cool. But mm-hmm. there was there was some. I had to I had to take a break from the Dex. Uh, something was released that we will get into into much more detail later on. But I'm doing very well. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing all right. I have a canker sore on my upper lip, so if you guys are watching the trailer for this episode, you might see me. Uh, trying to caress that and work through the pain. But uh, other than that, nothing much has been happening. Been trying to keep on top of work. Uh, U.S. election is tomorrow, so got to go vote. Yeah, so, uh, happy uh, happy belated Halloween, uh, happy election day. Uh, be safe, wear your mask, and don't cause any trouble. Amen. But uh, let's move on from the real world shall we and dive into forget forget them (laughs) dive into the land of hyrule where finally we have been graced my friend we have been graced with a demo of hyrule warriors dropped when did it drop exactly thursday thursday they kind of just dropped it on us like we thursday morning thursday morning okay yeah they nintendo just kind of Shadow dropped this on us. Uh, there was a Nintendo, uh, dir- what was it? A partner showcase. Partner showcase. Uh, that same day, that revealed that there would be a demo, but I knew about the demo before I even knew about the partner showcase. So, <laughs> uh, you know, it just kind of surprised on us. There were rumors, of course, but yeah. Uh, now it is official, and we have 
the first chapter of Hyrule Warriors in our grasp. So today's episode is obviously going to be filled with speculation, thoughts and feelings, first impressions. This is essentially so. the this is essentially the preview. <laughs> This is the uh, the preview to November 20th when the full game will be uh, in our possession. So I say we just uh, jump right into things. And I think we should start just with... Uh, actually, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with speculation? Do you want to start with uh, f- thoughts and opinions on gameplay or story? I, or how do you want I to think go we should, we should do... Uh, Chapter one synopsis. We we okay. both we both played the demo and it's I think full entirety and and then some. So, yeah. chapter one we are introduced to obviously well now we already introduced it is a it is a flash forward I guess to when the great the day of the great calamity we mm-hmm. see Hyrule in, essentially in ruin basically what you see in the flashbacks from Breath of the Wild and it shows us all of Hyrule shows the guardians wrecking havoc Ganon's flying around the castle and it takes us to Zelda. In that, in the scene of that final memory where her powers awaken and Link is just about to get finished off, she, yeah. her power awakens and saves Link, destroys a bunch of guardians, and we all know the rest. But you go back into it, take, it takes you back to Zelda's study where there is a box on top of her shelf, and all of the ruckus going on outside causes this box to get knocked down. And what we see is an ed, that egg guardian that we've seen in all these trailers mm-hmm. and some of the gameplay in the tree houses. We see this egg guardian pop out, and he the things aren't going well for the hyrulean. So he, this is the biggest revelation we got two minutes yeah. into the game. He yeah. opens a portal, Tyler. He <laughs> opens a portal with his with his mind and. Yeah. Not only does he open a portal, uh, he jumps back in time. He, he opens literally up the, yeah. he time travels. He's about to get shot by one of the evil guardians, and he does his best, jumps off into the portal. Malice follows him in. Trust me, we are going to get into that time travel here in a little bit. But yes, so we go back in time. There is ancient relic. There's ancient relic art that depicts the what happens when you go back in time. We're going to get into, again. All the time travel stuff here soon. Yeah, but it takes us to straight to Hyrule Field, I think, where we see King Rome and his giant ass Buster Sword giving this <laughs> giving this speech in front of all of his knights, telling him about Ganon's resurrection, the fortune teller's prophecies coming true. We've been doing great preparing, but here come a bunch of moblins. Let's go kill them. And one of them we see our first playable character, Link, and Link, we go straight Link. into Link. We go straight into Link gameplay. So. We we get through the we get through the we've already seen gameplay of this like we literally just do that we do do that mission that we saw in the treehouse. You get to Link, you find the Egg Guardian, find Impa, Sheikah Slate awakens, Tower rises. You know how the little story goes. You finish Chapter One with both or the first mission anyway, not Chapter One with both Impa and Link. So that yes. is the background. So we will now, I guess we'll go over the Battle of Hyrule Field. What'd you think? I thought it was really good. Uh, you know, I like the gameplay of Hyrule Warriors in general. This is not my first rodeo with the series, so I it took a, a few minutes to get the hang of the uh, you know controls and move sets once again. But goddamn, Link is really setting himself apart as my favorite character in the game. Just even in this first mission, he's just an absolute powerhouse. The best way I can describe his move sets is just brutal efficiency. It's simple, oh. but every hit is just 
meaty and destructive. And this is just with the one-handed. I imagine like the two-handed is going to be even more uh, incredible. But you know, you just you're doing spin attacks to lift you up into the air. You are rapid. You are you are rapid firing arrows out of a bow like you're shooting an like a M42. It is. <laughs> It's nuts. Link is just tearing things up. And, uh, you know, we got to go capture the outpost, destroy, uh, you know, the tagged targets on the map. Wreck some moblins. Wreck some moblins. You go and find the Sheikah Slate. I believe believe this mission shows you how to use two of the four runes. Uh, Or it might be all four. and the bombs, right? Yeah, I think it's Cryonis and the the bombs in the first mission. And then in the second mission, you get to use uh, Magnesis. And, and stasis. stasis, because you get to do the first two main missions of the game in this demo, yeah. uh, and that's where it cuts off. But yeah, Battle of Hyrule Field, uh, definitely really fun. I've replayed it a little bit just to you know get ready for this episode. Still just I, super addicting. I've played probably five hours of the demo, and that's the longest <laughs> I've ever played any demo. All, all my characters are maxed out, level 20. I've got the whole gist. Oh, I haven't even gotten to that point. I got linked to level seventeen, and I think I'm I got Impa, I think I got Impa and Zelda to uh, a bit higher, like I don't know, thirteens maybe, fifteens. Well, thank God you brought up Zelda because oh yeah, so at the very end of this chapter, we got our first ever look, I think, of Zelda, not like in gameplay, but just outside of gameplay in story mode. We got our first look at Zelda, who obviously recognizes Impa. Hasn't really been... I don't think her and Link have formally met. I think they know of each other. They haven't formally met. Yeah. And this is when that Egg Guardian rushes towards Zelda. Because, again, this Egg Guardian has traveled through time. Mm -hmm. But they have no idea why... They they, I don't even think they know of his existence yet until until it appears in front of them. Yeah, until it appears in front of Zelda. She has no idea. Like, this is her first time seeing the Egg Guardian. So the Egg Guardian is attached to Zelda because obviously he knows what happens. Zelda does not. He's trying to convey that message, and they're like, we're going to take this to Robbie and Pura, which is who we meet next. Yeah. Robbie and Pura. It was uh, very I, quick, wait a minute, wait a minute. but... Uh, yeah. I, I believe the second mission takes place before we get to Robbie and Pura. Because it's, okay, it's, the, it's, the, road it's to the, the road to the ancient laboratory. I'm not sure why... I, I saw that. I'm like, why are we going towards Rito Village if we're trying to get to Hatino? That made no sense to me. But I'm not uh, sure. I don't know. Not sure. <laughs> I don't know either. But yeah, so we get to, the second mission is where the second and final main mission of this demo. Anyway, we one of the one of the guardians possess, is possessed by the malice that followed the guard that followed the guardian in the portal. Tries yep. to shoot Zelda. Uh, I don't know if this is Yo. what they. I don't know if this is what they referred to in Breath of the Wild when Link just takes up that that shield and just blasts away the, defle- blasts away the deflection. I don't think that's that. I, I definitely could. not because I because he used a pot lid. Yeah, so he used a pot lid and it was just one of the guardians like messed up or something. King Rome was there to see it, so it's I not imagine, that. I imagine that experience is how Link knew how to do that in this cutscene. Yeah, like, he's yeah, like, I oh, I know. Too. He's like, like that was effortless. He just like, oh, bam deflect yeah exactly and then the guardian awakens you chases you into i I guess like into like this void into the den of into the valley excuse i guess valley the valley of demise into a valley the valley of demise and then after you achieve some of the mission after you achieve some of the missions within the battle itself we get playable zelda for the first time 
the player gets yes. to play as Zelda, who is my favorite character right now, which is shocking. But it is. I just I, love her. I, I love her boobs. That she is. She is a ton of fun to play. Tyler makes a great case for Link. I mean, Link's just awesome. I mean, there's no there's no bad character to play as. Impa definitely took me the most to warm up to, but I feel like that's yeah. a main for most players because she, I guess, is the most like complex. But she's a bit different. But yeah, we'll we'll get in, we'll, yeah. we might do and we might do analysis on all of them yeah. later. But for now, yeah. we do get to play Zelda as we go around the valley, and we find that the guardian, the egg guardian, can actually activate. Uh, like deceased regular guardians so he actually so we see the egg guardian in an attempt to protect the group go up to one of the excavated guardians that was in the valley uh it's actually interesting in this valley is a lot of scaffolding and like construction work because this is a again a place where they have been excavating guardians in ancient Sheikah tech so it's a new kind of look on this uh area that i don't think had as much of this uh wooden like scaffolding structure mm-hmm. as before or as it is in this game, but uh, that's the mission objective. Go around, get all the, uh, activate all the deceased guardians, and uh, have them weaken the big guardians so that you can take it out yourself. But yeah, you can continue talking about Zelda and how interesting her moveset is. So every, so as we speculated earlier, and as we've seen, the the play the character you play as has access to the Sheikah Slate and all of its abilities. So, yes. but they go about them in different ways. So instead of so Link throws remote bombs, Impa kind of just summons one single bomb and gets into a horde and then blows it up. Yeah. Zelda is essentially as the Sheikah Slate to her to its I put in I put in the quotes full potential because that's yeah. essentially her, that's essentially her only move set. So she just has access in way more ways like her she uses it for every attack your y and your x are your basic attacks y is your quicker attacks x is your heavier so mm-hmm. you get different combos with that and yeah i just find her i just find her move set and way to play so much fun because within the combos themselves you can just act you can activate it separately and do other things too like the yeah. big like the big spider bomb almost where it just deploys like other bombs that's one of the, that's one of my coolest things to do i go around and blow up the <laughs> bomb barrels with those that's pretty fun and yeah i just think that she's a great character i had i made the joke earlier a couple episodes ago where if you take the sheikah slate out of her hand she is rendered useless and that's, that's not true, the case she, but... she, she's a lot of fun to play as so i was very i was very pleased with that as far as the demo goes yeah i believe this demo is the first time we kind of confirm that every character has access to the sheikah slate and every character uses their sheikah slate abilities in different ways yeah, so, so it's gonna be I, it's gonna be exciting to see where the other there's eight characters, so five, so the champions and the one and, random character we don't know about definitely, yet, and definitely not King Rome, and, and definitely not King Rome. So I, I want just, I want a cutscene. I'm sorry, I just I thought about this the other day. Okay, where King Rome like is walking onto the battlefield. He's got his one claymore in his hands, and he's walking out. There's like a sea of like dis, there's like dead hylian soldiers around him and there's a horde of moblins coming his way and then he like kneels down to one like uh like he's giving a speech or something as he's like preparing his last stand as king of hyrule and he kneels down next to a fallen soldier picks up a second royal claymore <laughs> dual wielding royal claymores goes onto the battlefield he's like basically i want him to be uh what ganondorf was in the first uh hyrule warriors just dual wielding claymores and oh my god ripping people that'd to shreds. be that'd be insane that's a very specific want i don't know why i picture that specific scene but that's who i'm hoping the eighth character will be is just king roam 
dual beasting royal claymores. But uh, yeah, that's mission two. So yeah, that second mission is where the uh, demo ends, where the story ends. Uh, after that, we get to go see uh, no, pa not Paya, uh, Robbie and Pura. Yes, sort of analyze the Guardian, and they actually pull uh, some visual data from it from the future. Like they show. Like, the characters in the past know, like, they see the ruined Hyrule in the future. They see their future, yeah. Like, this is... I did not expect this to be so... Such an early reveal that this Guardian is from the future. But even before they set off to the uh, to the ancient tech lab, which I believe they were going towards Rito Village because there is, a, like, a separate tech yeah. lab uh, that was there but is no longer there in Breath of the Wild. But, um, yeah, it's... That it was that was weird, because uh, again we're gonna get into all things time anyway, travel. Yeah, right now we'll save that for that specific section. But as, as I was saying, uh, second mission is where it stops uh, for the main Te- missions. Teases the teases the arrival of the four champions. You can even like on the demo once it ends, yeah. you can like go to Zora's domain, Rio Village, Grudo Town, and um. Death. Death Mountain and see the see the missions for which the champions will appear. You get to see like the villages. They play little like cutscenes on the thumbnails. Yeah, and then if it, it basically just teases you to its max, and then that's all you can't even click on. It's like oh, but wait till November twentieth. So right, but so. that wasn't it as far as gameplay goes. We do have some side missions yes. that helps you. Well, we not we have side missions gameplay wise, but we also have side missions in which you help out places in breath of the wild such as stables oh, yeah 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 the blacksmith you can unlock stables there's certain villages you can help out like there's one mission where you you have to get monster parts for zelda for her research mm-hmm. so there's there's separate missions in there you don't actually go in there and play you just give them the resources and they go about their ways with off screen as far as the battles go i believe there are three three yeah i think there the are three Liz side Kralos, the bombs and the Is one where it? you have to fight the Wizrobe at the end, I think. Okay, so yeah, there's three then. There's three little side missions. Yeah. Again, you don't have to be very high leveled. The I think I believe the one that is like how to use like remote bombs. You only have to use remote bombs, but it's just like how to use remote bombs. That gives you the most experience. So that's why I've been playing the most. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like required level six or something, and we're at like you're maxed out, and I'm at like level seventeen. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I guess we'll get into gameplay now since uh since story up to now has been covered. Yeah. I find the Hyrule Warriors gameplay extremely fitting. I'm very glad they went this route to do a prequel Breath of the Wild game. Again, yeah. my only... We'll get into concerns later on, but I just hope that it isn't too focused on hack and slash and actually tells the story. Like, you have to live through the memories you saw previously. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later, but that's my only real concern. But as far as gameplay goes... I think all the characters' move sets fit them very well, especially Impa. I can tell a lot of effort went into how she plays. Yeah, because it, it is really a testament to her Sheikah heritage, mm-hmm. and I think players recognize that and appreciate that. As Link is just a monster slaying beast, he <laughs> is absolutely just going to be the strongest character in this game without any doubt. Yeah, my first time using it, I was like, holy shit, like just out loud, because I was like, this is not only am I playing this demo, but Link is just awesome. Like, 
when you he, she, again he, again he's the sword his combos are insane i've been tinkering with his combos all like figure out which one's my favorite thanks to you i found my favorite one yeah and the the m42 bow he has is incredible <laughs> his flurry rush it the flurry rushes are devastating if you can pull off a flurry rush they yeah. will devastate any opponent in your way mm-hmm. so i'm just very happy about this gameplay because it allows the opportunity for there to be a lot of cutscenes in between, which we saw early on. There are like six or seven cutscenes in the demo alone. The demo only takes you like 45 minutes to beat. Like it's yeah. not, it doesn't take that long. But there's a, so much within in between gameplay, which I appreciate a lot, and I think it'll do. And I think it will do its job of telling the story. That's my only only concern with about the gameplay part of it. But yeah. overall, I'm very pleased so far. I have no reason to believe that the other characters will be letdowns. If they put this much effort and time into researching and figuring out how they play best, I think that that's going to transfer to the champions, and I'm very excited to see how they play. Yeah, the gameplay, I feel, from an outside perspective looking in, it definitely has this, it would probably uh, have the potential to get stale after a while, even if even if it is like bombastically balls to the ceiling like action it is a lot of button mashing it it is a lot of hitting the same buttons over and over it is it is but you know just seeing it's one of those games where it's like just the satisfaction of sending hundreds of enemies flying in a single attack like it's like the one on 100 mind says definitely uh put in full force as this is another warrior style game but uh as we've seen in trailers you know, you'll get to be playing as the Divine Beasts eventually. Uh, even within the side missions, there are already variations in, you know, the hazards around the map that you can use to your advantage, like the one mission where there's just a shit ton of explosive barrels. Uh, yeah. So I believe that the team, you know, it, they have the core gameplay down v- very well, I feel. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I'm confident that they will be, you know, there will be cool boss fights. There will be like you know cool mission objectives and new and side missions with unique aspects to them uh we saw in the treehouse a bit where you there's training missions where you fight hylian soldiers as well as daruk in one of them so you yeah know, the, the the enemies that you fight will be varied and i think that the missions will be varied as well so i think on the gameplay front i think we're both in the consensus that it's you know it's 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 living up to the hype as of right now yeah, it's definitely a lot of fun. The missions take a long time too. So like, it took me 16 minutes to beat the first to beat the Battle of Hyrule Field. That just took a yeah. long time. They have some. They have some big maps. Uh, I'm curious to see how many maps they'll have. Like, how many locales we'll be going to. Uh, you would hoped a lot because you know this is the prequel to Breath of the Wild, and it's you want to see. Yeah, you want to see Breath of the Wild. You want to see every ravaged. corner of the world before it gets ravaged. But obviously, that may be a little unrealistic. Uh, to expect from the devs but uh whether this game will have dlc is kind of a an interesting point uh because i know hyrule warriors had a lot of dlc with new characters and such this game is you know obviously in the same spin-off ish mm-hmm. series as the warriors games but it is rather different in its you know concept and, and what it's trying to do so i'm interested to see if we'll get what kinds of dlc we'll get if any for this game but uh yeah i guess we'll have to see we'll we'll have to judge that based off of the amount of content we get on november 20th so i think it's at this point that we need to start uh bringing up some concerns that we may have as it was not a flawless 
demo, in our opinion. No, the 45 but... minutes definitely raised questions about the full game. So, Tyler, yeah. so, take it away. Let's try and tackle this time travel issue, shall we? I, I just try. I was writing up scenarios on where the story Dude. could go. I was trying to keep it concise, but I couldn't. But then I had a, I had a theory that Colby and I discussed over dinner. And I feel like this may be where it's going. But after looking back at the cutscenes, it could go either way. So my theory is that the timeline that the that we see in the in the beginning cutscene of the game where we see the egg guardian that is an alternate like timeline breath of the wild that is a different timeline from where we from where the normal breath of the wild takes place you could call it like a parallel world a different reality whatever it's not the same timeline as the original breath of the wild so that's where the Egg Guardian starts. And then the, my theory is that the Egg Guardian time travels and ends up in the base Breath of the Wild timeline. That way, you know, it's still it still is the story leading up to Breath of the Wild. There's no like alternate ending that we might get. It's still going to turn out how we expect it. Obviously, there's another scenario where that's not the case, but I think we have we don't have a lot of evidence, but there's a bit of evidence we've scrounged up for this theory that we start in an alternate world and then we kind of the our guardian travels to our to regular the timeline. Of the world timeline so colby actually brought up this first piece of evidence where the tapestry that shows the four divine beasts the hero and the princess and the guardian army fighting calamity ganon which we saw in base breath of the wild and we see it in where multiple impa, times yeah. multiple times where impa shows up shows us uh one the Egg Guardian actually appears next to Zelda. So uh, that doesn't really bring into the theory, but that's kind of like right before the title card. Yep. The thing that Colby brought up is that where there used to only be one figure representing the champions next to the each divine beast on this tapestry, there is now two figures. For so each race. For each... Two figures for each race by the each divine beast. So... I believe that might be evidence for this theory that we have the Egg Guardian has traveled to our timeline from another because that timeline probably or, you know, this is all speculation, but that timeline could be very similar to our own timeline, but with some key differences. For instance, there could be two champions needed to pilot each divine beast uh, instead of the one that we have in our base, you know, reality timeline Breath of the Wild. So it, that was really weird. I didn't even catch that in the first uh, cutscene until Colby, you brought it up, and then we compared the cutscene from Breath of the Wild to uh, this one. And yeah, it's definitely two uh, figures next to each divine beast. Now, my first thought was maybe that one represented the race as a whole, while while the other one represented the champion who piloted the divine beast. But I don't know. It just seems like to add in a in a series that is pretty renowned for its attention to detail, Breath of the Wild specifically uh, mm-hmm. has been praised for that. So I feel like we may see something with that, or that might uh, lead this uh, to this theory. But also, it's the fact that Zelda herself, in the scene where we see her uh, 
awaken her powers uh, in this theoretical alternate timeline, she says different lines than she does in Breath of the Wild. Like, she says, I must protect everyone in this. Where she... Yeah, where right. in the memory she's like, was that the power? Like as she's like using it, and then Link goes down. Yeah, like she I, just she screams no, power goes off, and then she says nothing until after it's done. Now, there's a chance that she did actually say those words because the camera kind of zooms out in in like the regular power, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So to like show like the big huge like Triforce explosion that happens. Mm-hmm. So there's a very real chance that she did say those words we just did not hear them but you know again we're kind of scrounging at evidence here for this theory but those are the two pieces of evidence that we kind of uh found for this uh there may be others the evidence that we found may not uh but that was just a theory that i think could you know make the time travel thing a little bit uh easier to swallow yeah uh but again Obviously, there is scenario two where Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is the alternate timeline. So, like, that Guardian, was mine that I have. So like, down. the Guardian traveled from that. base Breath of the Wild into this alternate timeline. So, that would mean that the ending to this game could be different, or, you know, the, the events that happen in the game could be different than how the memories depict them in Breath of the Wild, or, you know, it it could just be different than how we're kind of expecting it to go. Which I really don't want to happen. No, God, no. We our first reaction to this was why did they even try to do this? Like yeah. what what was the pr- there was I, no I get, I get that you need to give the egg guardian an entrance, but why not just have like pure Robbie build him? Like you know and we we've known that they they've known about the relics and the guardians for years. Rome said it in the very like the very first line of the game, Rome said it in the present yeah. day. And my only thing with yours is where you believe that he essentially erases an alternate timeline and hops into the Breath of the Wild timeline. I think there is I don't think it's just super unlikely, but I do not think there will be in this game they're a timeline where the heroes win. I think that no matter what happens, they lose. Because if you have a timeline yeah. where the heroes win, you completely undo Breath of the Wild, which is, which would that be can't happen. the most criminal thing this game could possibly do. So my only concern with yours is, if he hops into the Breath of the Wild timeline, there is no reference to the Egg Guardian at all. I looked None. at every yeah. possible journal, journal, Impa t- talking, anybody. There's no reference to the Egg Guardian in Breath of the Wild. So I I am believed I I'm led to believe that the Egg Guardian either just gets destroyed in the early beginnings of Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, because then they wouldn't know how to defeat Ganon. Like yeah, they know they lose, but they don't know if it's because of Zelda. Like maybe that's what the Egg Guardian is trying to convey. There's also it's also weird that Zelda's power awakening is the trigger to awaken this Egg Guardian seemingly. Yeah, and when isn't the Shikisley yeah, awakens it in the in the in, in the present day. Yeah, it. I feel like Shikisley kind of just interacts with every Shika technology, so I think that's a bit more like you know I can suspend my disbelief for that. But for Zelda's power, that's the key to defeating Ganon. Why would her unlocking her power, like seemingly a big victory for yeah. Hyrule, trigger this Guardian who is basically like a failsafe? Like, oh shit, things 
are bad, I need to go back and change things. Yeah, and and we are led to believe that the reason her power awakens is because she has feelings for Link and is trying to defend Link. Because it is made very well known in Breath of the Wild that her she does nothing but fail up until that point at the springs with her father, everything. So I don't know why, I don't know how that awakens the Guardian because I don't even think Zelda has the Sheikah Slate on her at that point. Neither does Link. I'm not even sure if I'm like Impa or Pura, somebody else has to have it at that point. Yeah, it, makes I, no, it, it just makes no sense that her power awakens this Egg Guardian who can then open a portal. We don't even know how that's possible. We haven't even seen that technology in either game. Up to I, I just point. yeah, it's just weird because you know in Base Breath of the Wild, in that memory, it's like yo, I just unlocked the power to defeat Ganon. Hyrule has hope. That doesn't really seem to me like something that would trigger like a fail-safe time-traveling guardian to go back and fix things. Because seemingly that's exactly where things need to line up in order for Ganon to be defeated. But it's weird that that activates this guardian. So I guess something must be out of place. Like that, like something must be wrong that the guardian has to go back and change things. Or this is, or it's just very convenient that he woke up at the same time. I don't know. But no, the power Zelda's power is definitely connected. Maybe that's maybe. So we see that the the only reason I think this makes sense because. We see in the present day the Egg Guardian is very attached to Zelda. We see Link and Impa both try to interact with it. He is very, he's only yeah. he's only there to protect Zelda. So maybe their like connection is what that was why the power awakens him. Like because the connection was so strong. There's which, also, which could be evidence that that yeah. he's just trapped in a time loop. There's also something that we kind of forgot to mention that we saw at the end of the second mission, which could be have major consequences for the later game. We, yeah, that we see, we see what appears to be an egg guardian, a he, separate egg guardian that is corrupted he, by malice. Yeah. So, and he is stalking the group as they uh, enter the, um, I believe as that's as as they enter the uh, the ancient text. So. Lab. So I've, I've been thinking about this. This leads me to believe that there is now two Egg Guardians in the same timeline, and one of them got corrupted, and the other is there from the future. Yeah, I'm... Because Zelda's power is to dispel malice, or at least that's one of the aspects of her power. Yeah, it's strong enough to... Maybe she... destroy tons of... Yeah. Maybe that Guardian... Maybe the... The, the corrupted the, Guardian was what was in the box at the beginning of the game. So, the, so you're saying that the evil one got sent back in time. I'm thinking to that... To prevent them from winning. I don't think it got sent back in time. I think this is where the time loop comes in. Okay, I think right. that this Egg Guardian exists. Base Breath, base breath of the Wild timeline is Evil Guardian. That's how it was... You know, that's its base... Think of it that as its base state. You defeat the Egg Guardian at the end. You, de- you basically shut this thing down or, like, render it, you know... Useless, it, yeah. You know, useless at the end of the game. Zelda puts in a box in her study. Fast forward. Zelda's power awakens. She activates her power. It frees it from it frees it from the malice. It's a good guardian. Oh shit, things are sh- crazy. I'm a time traveling guardian. Time to go back in time fix yeah. to fix things. I'm back in time. Yo, there's this other version of me, corrupted guardian. They defeat the guardian at the end. The good guardian dies, but they keep the bad guardian in the box. Rinse and repeat. Time, time loop. Time loop. Time loop. Yeah. So. So there's one timeline, but it's just a continuous cycle for this egg guardian. I don't again, that's another theory. 
that would have major implications. There's so many theories with this, and it's 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 fun to talk about. Like I'm having a blast talking about the timeline thing, but it's also kind of scary. <laughs> why? Yeah, why? Because it can go wrong. So we've seen not only video games, movies, TV shows, anything with time travel, so unless it is do. executed perfectly, like an adventure, like an Avengers thing. Like they executed time travel perfectly. Pretty well, like everything yeah. lined up. That that's the best I can think of in my mind. This game. And I'm afraid that this entire trilogy could be derailed if even the smallest thing is off with this. I don't know why they attempted it. We just asked ourselves why for like the day of the demo drop for so long. Because yeah, you, t- I, I just was, don't know yeah. why this is necessary. It's, it's definitely an, it's a, not. It's a wrinkle. It's a wrinkle for sure. But we don't know if it's going to be good or bad. Yeah, we don't know if this wrinkle is going to evolve into just the crumpling of the entire Zelda, the entire. Uh, Breath, Breath of the Wild, the Wild so mythos. So, yeah. obviously, if things go wrong, they can just say it's non-canon. Which is it's it's kind of looking that way with the whole time travel thing. Yeah, they can but, easily just be like, yeah, this is a, not canon. But and it's also not helped by the you know the smaller scale of things like the 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 other aspects of the story where again they figure out that this is a time traveling guardian right at the start, which further kind of screws things up. Because you wouldn't think... You're not supposed to know your own fate. <laughs> yeah, you, it's just a weird concept for this. Especially since we haven't seen this Guardian in any of the memories at all. And we have no mention of it in Breath of the Wild. And this is seeming. This guy is seemingly a huge... Is going to be a huge part of the defense effort. He's the centerpiece, essentially. Which is also weird because the characters don't really s- seem so urgently worried about this. No, is, they're, they're like, no, we'll just... We'll just yeah, follow I, the footsteps of our ancestors, which we'll just follow the fortune teller's prophecy, which I think now is a great time for you to interject here with your video thing that you talked about earlier. Okay, okay. With the fortune teller theory, which could essentially, I guess, equal out the effect the Guardian might have traveling back in time. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get to the fortune teller thing after this. First of all, well, not first of all, I'll just say it was just weird to me that, you know, there's this time travel, and again, the Zelda universe isn't a stranger to time travel. We got Ocarina of Time. There's a ton Sky- of time, like literally. There's a to- there's literally hour long videos straightening out the Zelda timeline. Yeah, there's even in so Skyward Sword, yeah. Gate, you know, Gate of Time. That's what the Sheikah text in the actual portal that the Egg Guardian created was. Was like Gate of Time opened in Majora's Mask. You could literally just travel back in time. Yeah, Ocarina of Time. You know, obvious, like the literal item, Ocarina of Time. That's something you could literally just wield the power of time. But again, Breath of the Wild, so far in the future that all, every timeline before then is relegated to the age of myth. I was going to say, it's essentially irrelevant to Breath of the Wild. Yeah, like Breath of the Wild it's occurs so, so far millennia ahead of any of the previous Zelda games that everything else in the timeline past is just all crumpled together in this age of myth, as we saw when Zelda somehow knew about the Twilight Realm and the Great Sea of wind waker yeah she yeah she says all that stuff when knighting link and she's like okay well she clearly is knows about the history of this or at least there is like you know in the royal family there are those myths that are still passed Passed down down. even if they are not like fully accurate or believed or whatever but even still like they kind of just they're like oh it's a time traveling guardian the future's fucked well we kind of knew that was going to happen anyway so we're just going to kind of keep doing what we were going to do and I guess this guy is just kind of with us now. Like, it's, I feel like if, you, if you're doing time travel, 
you got to make it the centerpiece of the story or else it doesn't make sense why the character is yeah. so nonchalant about it. It can't be a side thing. It just can't. And it seems like that's what it's being relegated to. There's also the fact that, I don't know, it, it's such a clunk. It feels like a clunky start to the game. That like, you said this and I was like, you know what? He's right. Like You kind of just plopped into it in a weird point. And really slow all the start. characters, the interaction between the characters kind of like distant and awkward kind of sucks like there aren't a lot of good character interactions to really pull you into the time period there's no proper introduction for impa i thought we were going to get like impa's origin like some sort of you know implication to her past which we could later on but right now she just kind of shows up and is just there and obviously if you're a breath of the wild player and an avid fan such as ourselves you know this this impact is a little softened because we know a lot about this. But even then, even Breath of the Wild, we never got a background on Impa, like, ever. All we know is that her, Link, and Zelda were tight like that. But we know, we all know, like, how she got trained. We don't know anything about her. Yeah, I mean, it's not, you know, we're obviously focusing on the age of the age of the lead-up to the Age of Calamity. So, obviously, you don't need to go into every character's backstory, no. which is fine. But it's just weird there's just not a lot of setup to where we're at in the timeline. We're just kind of plopped into it. And now we're like, we are already going to go to the champions. Yeah, we're like, already there. Like that's mission three. Now, sure. You don't have to wait like till the end of the game. Literally chapter I figured, two. I figured there'd be a bit more setup, you know, cause you're kind of just already going there. Link and Zelda don't really have any, anything. There's no real friction between them. I, there's no like, you know, buddy buddy interactions between them. Like, Again, there's this nothing lends, to this lends yeah. to the alternate timeline thing because Link has been assigned Zelda's bodyguard. Uh, he ha- he hasn't been knighted. I don't know if they're trying to make that the same thing. He doesn't get knighted until he gets the Master Sword and the Champion's gear and all that. Yeah, and the Champion's gear. He still doesn't. So have I assume we're gonna go get. I here's my here's what we think we're going next. I think we're going to recruit the champions, and we're going straight to get the Master Sword. That's what I think we're, is gonna take place, and then yeah, and then we get into more of what we've seen in Breath of the Wild, where that could be again. This, this is, I think I speak for every like Zelda fan. I think I speak for every Zelda fan when I say this. All we wanted was a game showing us in detail what happened during that time. And yeah, it, it was it. That's all we wanted. I think if all we got was a game where we get to play some of the missions, we get to play some of the missions, get some playable characters, get to play as the champions, the biggest, the biggest pull for this game. Yeah. We get to see some of the backstories. We get to see the connections between not even just Link and Zelda, or but the connections between like. Revali and like Mifa and like maybe even the champions themselves like they have some sort of connect that'd be cool to see too and a lot of it's voice acted so yeah it's coming to life but just adding in this wrinkle of time travel and making this essentially trying to give this egg guardian like a character arc it's just so risky and it was so unwarranted because like I said all we wanted was a game showing us the four champions the relationships between the six and how exactly Hyrule came to fall that wasn't just the memories in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it seems like the time travel is almost added in as a way to create suspense because obviously like, we already know what's going to happen, but I don't think you needed to add something as drastic as time travel to create suspense. No, it's like, it's like, it's almost like they feel like they needed a conflict. No, we know the conflict. Hyrule's gonna fall. There's nothing, there's nothing stopping that. I, I think every say, player came uh, to accept that when we saw the trailer. There's still plenty of unknowns that you can... You know, that you can get the players excited for. The interactions yeah, exactly. between the champ 
champions. You can still make cool battles, conflicts with the Yiga, how, you know, how they were being fended off from trying to resurrect Ganon, how they were trying to expedite the process of resurrecting Ganon. That's where these new characters comes in. The this most mysterious, intriguing, yeah, this mysterious mage, great new addition that could Yeah, the most intriguing the part of this deal, of this game is these, you know, these new characters that are going to be, you know, filling in the lore of how of things that we already know are ultimately going to happen, but the details of which is kind of what gets us excited. I think that's the only thing that they need. And they've shown that they're doing that, but they're also adding in time travel, which just seems so unnecessary and it's just it's a very mixed bag of, of emotions on this no, game. No. Again, like I just hope it doesn't I just hope it doesn't undo Breath of the Wild. I don't think it will. I don't think there's gonna be an alternate timeline where everything is saved. Because if there is, that lit that literally just you reset the you don't even reset, you destroy any significance of Breath of the Wild two, which is yeah. coming we assume next year. I mean they this is why I think that we are some this time travel thing is somehow just going to lead into the base timeline and this isn't an alternate timeline because one of the main selling points that they did in this game's initial reveal uh is say like we want to tell the story of what happened 100 years ago we want to tell that story and you know with an alternate timeline you're not telling the story of 100 years before breath of the wild you're you're telling it in an alternate timeline which to fans of Breath of the Wild would mean basically nothing. So, so I want to just get this straight. So like our audience, if anyone's confused, we can just get this straight. So your theory is the alternate timeline has already occurred, and that yes, time and that the portal the Egg Guardian jumped into is now the timeline in which the events of Breath of the Wild take place. Correct. So we okay. start in an alternate timeline it's uh, it's ravaged it's destroyed all yeah that's fine and then the guardian time jumps and basically creates i guess the, the base, breath of the wild the base breath of the wild timeline that oh. is what i think that is what i think occurs it occurs because that would mean that the events leading up are the same events that would happen in between the memories the things that we've always been speculating about and it's going to lead up to Link getting put in that shrine of resurrection and waking up and going up to that cliff and looking out over the scenery. As God, we, as we that, know and yeah. love it. Again, I hope that again, I hope that's the theory, but there are so many things to dispel that because we said Zelda games have you are we already been over this, but the attention to detail is so superb. And there is no mentioning of in Zelda's diary, any of the diaries are like, we've already lost, we know we need to change. Or this little egg guardian has like this attachment to me. He's helping yeah. us out. This new piece of Sheikah technology. All we know in the journals and the memories is that Link and Zelda have this feud, and we are led to believe that they do not defeat Ganon because Zelda doesn't awaken her power until it is all all but too late yeah. to save Hyrule. And she is, and her I guess her last ditch effort is trapping Ganon in Hyrule Castle, as to which Link wakes up a hundred years later. Again, they're trying. It feels like the characters are doing what they were already going to do if this Guardian hadn't shown up. Which, you know, is fine for those of us who want to see the events that happened before Breath of the Wild, but it makes Which no sense. It believe. makes no sense as to why the Guardian is here then. If they if it is if it is inciting no change in the plans of the characters, why is it here? 
there's no change and no reference to it. So it's essentially it, we're led to believe that right now, even with the time travel, the Egg Guardian is rendered useless in the future. Yeah. And I like why again, was he in that box to begin with? Like we don't know. Like like what happened? Like you you have the corrupted guard, you have the corrupted egg theory, but again, yeah, like we he's don't know in a who box. originally we don't know who originally built it either. Yeah, he's in a box. We don't know how he got here. Like none of this is referenced in Breath of the Wild, so why would I lead to believe it is meant to be a significant part of Age of Calamity? Yeah, because uh, I don't know. We're 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 going to be talking in circles in a few seconds if we keep going on this. I think, but yeah, we're just, why, 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 why? This is what time travel does to a game. It, Literally, we it puts its fans in into time like, loop. it puts its fans into like overdrive mode, trying to make sure this doesn't wreck the timeline. But all right, so let's break up the timeline talk. Uh, you want to? You yeah, let's go. You mentioned okay. Do the do the mysterious me. Let's get into something that's real. That's a cool theory that I can't say is my own. Uh, Zeltic. <laughs> Our good pal Zeltic uh, came out with another theory uh, on who this, on who the identity of this mysterious sorcerer person could be. Sorcerer, sorcerer. Yeah, yeah, we say sorcerer because this person levitates things with their hands. He wears a hood and shit. Pretty <laughs> cool. cool. Uh, he, he or she? He, we don't really know that either. But I, I think it's a she. But yeah, I, I think it's gonna be a she. But just kind of, I don't know. The Yiga clan needs some more female uh, higher ups. So anyway, first again, uh, this is just a theory, but I think the most likely theory, aside from this being a completely new character, is that this is the fortune teller that advised the king of Hyrule to look for the technology hidden underground as a means to defeat Ganon. So that would mean that instead of a benevolent, uh, you know, helper to the king. She was actually a saboteur, uh, loyal to Ganon, who knew that Malice could corrupt the old Sheikah technology so that if, uh, you know, well, I guess if they used it against them, he could yeah, turn if, it against them. Yeah, basically. She, if they if they made their entire defense plan Sheikah tech, he could uh, easily corrupt them and wipe Hyrule out in the snap of a finger, Thanos style. Uh which I suppose could be because Ganon was already defeated by 10,000 years ago. 10,000 years ago. So assuming that that is Ganondorf's body in Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, and he has somehow able to convene with his That's followers. That's my question. How is he able to communicate with them? Now, he might not be able to. This person might be taking it into their own account. Uh, maybe she has been experimenting with the malice and she has found a way for it to seep into the ancient technology. So Maybe. she knows now is the time to get it all out so that Ganon can take control of it. Uh, because she does have in her possession, what appears to be, we're just going to refer to who we're going to refer to this person as a her throughout this episode, just mm. for simplicity's sake. Yes. She appears to have, Something in her hand, like in her hands, in that one trailer, and Zeltic compared it to a giant ancient core. Now there are some key differences, obviously, but the similarities are kind of hard to ignore, and it's also glowing with the pinkness of malice. So that kind of lends the, to the theory that this person has kind of figured out that you know this, you know, the corrupted 
We're going to pose as an advisor to the king while working with the Yiga clan in order to set up Hyrule for its own demise, like, super fast. Hmm. So that's what... That's a not cool theory that I think would be really cool that this person is the fortune teller because that fortune teller plot or th- just the mention of the fortune teller is kind of important rushed over really yeah. quickly in Breath of the Wild. Like seemingly she would be a really important character if she was the one who like yeah, y'all are screwed, <laughs> lit a fire under Hyrule's ass and made them go dig up all these Sheikatech knowledges that they use or that they, you know, used 10,000 years ago to defeat Ganon so they'll use it again. Mm-hmm. So, a cool plot twist. Uh, that I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, yeah. I'm not doing this because I think that's a great theory, and I hope that'd be awesome. But I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do this like just splitting off, just for the purpose of that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Celtics right, and that this is a corrupted fortune teller that works for Ganon, plead pleads loyalty to the king, and then yeah. goes around and dastardly turns. If that is an ancient, if that is an ancient core that is corrupted by malice, maybe this would be so cool. Maybe she is the final playable character, and our mission as her is to corrupt the divine beasts. That would like be cool. Place, maybe e- like place evil material within them to make them corruptible. Because maybe he tried corrupting them ten thousand years ago, and he's just like, I can't do it. I need help. And, and they the place inside. these, and they play these ancient like, and maybe that's why Ganon's able to take control of them because well, they're she's the creator. Do you think There's she's the creator age. of the... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I keep cutting you off. Yeah, no worries. So, again, King Rome in Breath of the Wild, in the very, like, uh, like as you're beating, I guess, the tutorial preface, he's like, somehow Gans may maintain control over all four divine beasts. Maybe you have to seep these evil materials in them to make it easier for him to control them while he's fighting, fending off Zelda in the Hyrule Castle. Well, weren't that, the divine, I feel like, weren't the Divine Beasts already corrupted by the time Zelda got to Hyrule Castle? They were, but I'm saying, like, Ganon's able to keep control of them because she has somehow put evil uh, ancient material uh, in uh, each yeah. of the terminals, and that activating each of the terminals to Sheikah technology is able to awaken the blights within them, and that the blights are just, the blights are just, like, captains of the Divine Beasts, essentially. I was say, do you think that she's, like, the creator of the blights? Jeez, that'd be the blights are going to cause some damage, and we the know the blights that. are going to be. I feel like the blights are going to be really terrifying in this game. Yeah, once no, because get to them. Yeah, because we've seen clips of the champions struggling against the blights. Yeah, so, what we assume are the blights. What we, we assume are the blights. Like, yeah, for who knows what they could be at this point, but yeah, that that'd be my that'd just be like splitting off that theory just for the purpose of having yeah, another yeah, idea yeah. just for the purpose of having another idea in there but yeah i really like that theory if that is the case then that'd be a cool little twist yeah i talked to you before the episode that the character has a gerudo symbol on mm-hmm. their cape uh ganon's so famous male gerudo that could be you know a sign of affiliation to ganon or yeah. that could maybe uh point to or allude to what race this person actually is mm-hmm. Uh, if they were a Gerudo, they'd be a really damn pale one. But <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, I I'm pretty sure there are some Gerudos who are actually like that in Breath of the Wild, some NPCs. Probably, yeah. But uh, they also have their little headpiece is mm-hmm. a Eye of Malice as well, which I didn't realize before. So Evil. this this person's all in on the Ganon train. Yeah, she's bought she, all of her stocks in on the Gan Man. So 
uh, even if this is, even if this is the fortune teller, this is going to be a new character, like a new yeah. named character. Yeah. Because we haven't seen anything of the fortune teller besides one mention of her. Mm-hmm. So. I'm like this is the type of thing that gets me excited for yeah uh, Age of Calamity because you don't need time travel for this like this is the stuff that's exciting yeah because this person is likely involved with you know the resurrection of Gan and the corruption of the Guardians uh, the Yiga clan activities which I guess we didn't really get a whole lot of allusions to like we didn't really get a lot of confirmation that the Yiga were that active before uh you know, Ganon, I mean, we knew that they existed before Ganon reawoke for Breath of the Wild because they broke off from the Sheikah and ro- worshipped him. And even in Breath of the Wild, they only appear back on the scene when Link awakens all the towers. Yeah, like once they they only really show up around the world to ambush yeah. Link when he takes out Koga. Yeah. Speaking of Koga, Koga's here. We talked about that in a previous episode. Zeltic also posited the theory that this could be a different Koga. Okay. As in creating a champion, which is the book for Breath, the book yeah. of concept stuff for Breath of the Wild, uh, it said that Master Koga is a title that is passed down okay. from the leader of the Yi Clan. Now, maybe, maybe this guy is literally the same model as Master Koga in Breath of the Wild. The same person. We swear it's the same person. So yeah, maybe, maybe one of the missions or Urbosa defeats the Master Koga of that time, and then that title just gets passed down to another Yiga, and the cycle continues until yeah. Link finally dispels them in the events of Breath of the Wild. So those those are the really only th- other theories that I have. <laughs> I know, I know. We've been talking <laughs> a lot about time travel and new new old-ish characters and old characters what, that may this not is what be. Time, this is what time travel does, man. It's a lot of it's a lot of fun though. So we'll yeah. wrap it up here. So you're so I'll just wrap it up with what I think happens. I think that I think that I come I've come around to agree with you that this egg guardian creates the Breath of the Wild timeline. But within that timeline it's it's the last timeline he creates because he gets stuck in a loop that they can't that he can't break out of and that they lose no matter what happens and that that is what leads to the events of breath of the wild so everything stays the same every they lose they get their asses kicked and this person corrupts the divine helps ganon corrupt the divine beast to which he's able to access them and possess them and defeat the champions defeat the king all that stuff and yeah. then yeah, I don't know how that. The only thing I don't know is how that's going to happen is how the Egg Guardian could possibly get shoved away in Zelda's study. I do not know how that is going to without happen, any mention of it and without her any mention of any. The, nobody knows, Robbie. Nobody knows about this Egg Guardian, so which leads me to believe that he's just stuck in a loop. Yeah, because Robbie doesn't mention it either, and I feel no. like that's something that to Link because Link was there. He's like, "Yo, Link, did you see this? The thing that was in the Egg Guardian happened, and now we're fucked." But Robbie's like, hey, <laughs> feed some rupees to Cherry. Like, he doesn't mention any time-traveling guardian. And even after even after 100 years, like, he's an old-ass man, I feel like that's something you rem- you would remember. Or at least in yeah, Pierre's yeah. case, you would probably remember also. Link, look, we're getting our asses kicked. <laughs> hey, do you remember that time-traveling egg that came and told us that this would happen? Yeah, and now all of our now all of our friends died, and Zelda's trapped in the castle. I have sick times, bro. I'm now for, I'm now for some reason three eleven. 
<laughs> he's like six four. He's like six four, and Dude, then Robbie's like Calamity, the coolest like, guy ever in Age of Calamity. He's like he's like six four and ripped. And in Breath of the Hundred Years Later, he's a he's a crumpled old man. Same with Pyrrha. She's she just deages herself. Yeah, yeah. But uh, is my that... head's already spinning. I hope yeah, you guys. I was about to say. I hope you guys have stayed Ugh. with us. We've been, we've had some technical difficulties. Hopefully, already. Able to, thank hopefully, you, Brock. Yeah, thank you, Outcasts, for cursing us. But hopefully, you guys. Hopefully, it's been relatively seamless for you as we have tried to fumble our way through these theories of ours. And I, in the end, in the end, I hope that we get some more good character interactions. That. Yeah, number one thing I want like, that I want to hear the story between the characters. Like that better be starting next mission, <laughs> or I don't know what else to think because I need that Zelda Link dynamic to be fleshed out. I need that love story. Like we, I need it, man. I need that love story. Breath of the Wild Two feels so far away. We need we need a we need something. All in all, this is still the game I've been most excited for all year. Yeah. And that that stays the same. It just there's more question marks around it now, which is fine. It can for, for all we know, all this worry can be for nothing and they perfectly hit time travel and everything sure. stays the same. Breath of the Wild stays the A plus game, like top like top ten game of all time that it is, and this game is just a perfect preface to those events. Mm-hmm. But there's also a chance that it can go wrong, and in the events that it goes wrong I hope that they just mess up like the small things. I hope they don't just take the power out of the character's hands of telling the story. Yeah, I mean, it. they've they've bragged about working very closely with the Zelda team for the story yeah. and cutscenes of this game. So I hope that that's true, and I hope that the Zelda team also knows what they're doing with revisiting time travel for the first time in the series in a while. Yeah, decades. Literally a decade. So, yeah, that is our first opinions and and analysis and speculation on uh, Age of Calamity, uh, which the demo is out now. If you guys go play it, yet, go play it for the gameplay alone. Yeah, uh, if you can avoid the mind fuck of time, time travel, travel. <laughs> the the gameplay alone is definitely worth your time. So, the yeah, that's the the themes a banger. Oh the main god, yeah, the music is Power Warriors is so good. But oh my god, it's incredible. Yeah, there was this was this demo was revealed in a uh <laughs> it was actually a, revealed in partner direct, believe it. In or not. a partner presentation, um the contents of which besides this demo, I do not recall. So Colby, if you have uh, I anything. I jotted down the main things. Okay. I jotted down the main things. It opens with Bravely Default 2. We get a we get a better look at that. Something really cool they mentioned. They released a demo in March. We talked about it. It's a while. It was like in season one. Like, good God. But yeah. they actually, they got 20,000, over 20,000 survey submissions. And they tinkered the game based on those submissions. So bravo to listening to your audience. Bravely yes. Default 2 arrives on the Switch. There's box art out. It arrives on the Switch February 26th of 2021. All of the No More Heroes games up to this point and in the future are coming to Nintendo Switch as well with Travis Touchdown. Yep. No More Heroes 1 and 2 are out now. I believe the third one is also coming in 2021. We got a new game from HAL Laboratories. No, it is not a new Kirby game. It is called <laughs> Part-Time UFO. 
where you yeah. literally play the role of an alien and you go around helping humans with everyday activities. I do not know what they caused to think of this, but that is that is what we have as far as the main points of the direct. There was another game that there was like a, a game of the year. I think they're porting the Switch. I forget the name of it. I think Control maybe is what it's oh, called. Oh, Control. Yeah, that's Control it. is yeah. Control is now on the Switch as well. That is a very popular and very high praised game that is out on the Switch as well. So the only thing I have for today is because I think we're this is our this is our this is our third separate Skype call, but we're yeah <laughs> we're prob- probably we're probably over an hour. Yeah. The. Only thing that I saw Stealth on Twitter say that the net the last time we're gonna get a big Nintendo news is the Game Awards. So, what do you? Th- which is in December. It's a month from now. It's not even that far away. So, what do we think? Are we? What do you think? What's gonna get announced at the Game Awards? Oh wait, never mind. Fuck Game Awards for a minute. Um. Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Metroid Prime Four hired another producer based off of Grand Theft Auto, and they are moving to a new headquarters, a new half a million dollar headquarters to continue development of Metroid Prime 4. They literally just picked one person from Retro Studios off the street and told them to start from scratch again. (laughs) Like, okay, you want to... So we want you to build this game, but first you need to rebuild your entire company again by yourself. You need to do it by yourself. So yeah, they hired... They just have have a... Again, they have a ton of great video game minds in there so i don't know if there's going to be an issue with power and like control and where they want in different they're directions of all the story over the go. place too all like they're pulling the from place. like Halo, that just makes grand auto yeah different franchises how this game is gonna how in how this game is gonna turn out with any consistency at all but i yeah, guess you know you do so. you do a job you do a job you know it's not like exactly it's yeah they're video i'm sure they all know that but yeah Everything in developers through and through. So that I saw that on Twitter a couple days ago, and I'm like, good God, this game. Talk about a game that's getting all the news, but no significant news. Like, they're getting producers. They're moving locations. Like, God knows what's going on. Do you think Prime they even 4. have a single line of code written yet? <laughs> <laughs> Start, I'm not sure if they have the title screen written at this point. They're still hiring people. Like, they don't... They don't even have, like, the working title for the game yet. <laughs> like, we don't know what we want to do with this. Like, let's just make it in pa- paper, paper Metroid. Met- Sam- Samus, I thought her name was Metroid. What? Yeah, because well, she's a girl? What? Grant <laughs> <laughs> the oh, thought. I was like, no. what the hell? She's a girl? <laughs> What's going on? All right, so Metroid Prime 4. Always fun to poke Hot fun take, at that. That's but... what we're getting at the Game Awards. We're getting the first Metroid Prime 4 trailer. <laughs> We're getting a 10 second trailer. Like this is actually all that they've have finished. I was gonna say they <laughs> literally have like in their new studio. They're in, like the demo room of their game, and it's just like it looks like a Minecraft. It's just all cubes and poly <laughs> polygons. In 2019, we told you we were starting from scratch. It is almost 2021. Here is actual gameplay. <laughs> it's a 10 second clip of Samus putting her helmet on, and everyone just the crowd just roars. Like, <laughs> but. Speaking yeah. of words. So you you asked what uh what we think is going to be what's going to be what's going to be the big what's going to be the big announcement if there's any at all. But assuming there is, what's going to be the big announcement? There are two announcements that I think could be done theoretically, but they I, also I, have I just I, just as equal amount of chance of not happening. I have one in my head that I think we might have 
and then we might be on the same page with you. Oh, sorry. This episode, I just need to step back for a second. This episode has got me, got me spinning. Time travel travel ruined us. But anyway, they could pull a a nice little loop around and reveal the next Smash character. That's exactly what I was gonna say. They could reveal Crash Bandicoot. That's exactly who I was (laughs) thinking. They reveal Crash at the Game Awards, which I think would be good. His game, his yeah. new game, came out not too long ago. Yep. Uh, they right. could reveal Master Chief because you know the new consoles are coming out soon. That'd be a nice little coincide with Halo. That, got delayed th- though. That's the thing. That'd be three Microsoft reps in Smash though. Yeah, two in a row. Or they could re- they could literally just go off the rails and be like, "Hey, Sora." <laughs> Yeah, Edelgard and Smash. Edelgard, oh god. <laughs> I don't. If even if Sakurai, even if Nintendo wanted to, I don't think they would. I they, not, they'd stop them. <laughs> they'd stop Sakurai. Like no. <laughs> they, they take a flash drive. It's like secret project. Just call the code for Edelgard's like complete, and they just like burn the flash drive. <laughs> Sakurai <laughs> just kills over. He's like this. I'm finished. But the second thing that we could do. Or that could happen. Okay. All right. Is, way more I feel like there is a tiny little chance that mm-hmm. we get a Breath of the Wild 2 trailer. Oh, my God. For the love of God, please. It's been so long. We are so thirsty. <laughs> now, we are so thirsty. When are the, when are the Game Awards again? December? <laughs> Second just... week of December, I think. So Hyrule, Hyrule Warriors will already have been out. For uh, almost a month. For a little under a month. Thursday, December 10th of the Game Awards. So it'll have been out for, what, three weeks? Yeah. Three, so, four weeks, something like that. Yeah. I don't... Hmm. I feel like that would be a good way to boot, to further boost the sales of Hyrule Warriors. Mm-hmm. They could be like, hey, Zelda, go buy the newest Zelda thing that we have. <laughs> But more Zelda take. I don't know. I feel like it could happen. I, there's just a little. Maybe that's just a naive little gamer in me, in my heart, reaching out. But I feel like it could happen. Yeah, I. That'd be so cool if they're just like, here is a release date, and I'm just like, I'm the. I can die happy. 2020 like as, really turned like, around. As soon as someone says, like, we have one more thing to show you, I'm going to have a heart attack immediately. We have one more thing to show you. Tyler just dies. I'm like, Tyler. Oh, we have one more announcement for you. I just am dead. It's coming out. Dude, it's coming out next holiday season. Tyler's just being rushed to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. I... It's an unreal. It's honestly kind of unreal. Zelda 35 next year. It has to be. That's true. That's true. But what else could they reveal at the Game Awards besides Smash and Zelda, which is probably what a lot of people are craving? What else could they do? I don't think there's a bunch. There's as far as big announcements go, I don't think there's much you could do. Pokemon's done. Dude, I was just about to ask. Do you remember Pokemon Unite? (laughs) I do. Do you remember that? That's so long ago. No one's talking about that. No, and they shouldn't. Like no one's talking about. No, we should be talking about Pokemon Snap Ream or a uh, sequel. Oh, that'd be cool if they showed some of that at the Game Awards. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be like the, oh, we have one more thing to show you thing. Yeah, but... it's just like a picture of Pikachu. No, that's 2021, though. That's next year. 
that is next. I'm really excited for that. That looks so. Is that? That's, that's Bandai Namco. Okay. That's that's, Bandai that's our boys at Bandai doing work. Yeah, fantastic job by them. But right. no, I I think it's either it's gotta be Smash Rapper Breath of the I Wild think? too. There's no other. I was thinking, I was thinking Mario Kart Nine, but they just came out with something about Mario Kart. So, right. They just just dropped Mario Kart Home Circuit. It's not a video. It's it, I would you? Uh, is it a video game? I, I they, guess it is. They, yeah. they consider it. It's, yeah, they guess they consider it an installment in the Mario Kart franchise. But I was gonna, I was thinking more of a Switch game. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that they just did something on Mario Kart, so it wouldn't be that either. So it's either we'll do a poll, a Smash reveal, or a Breath of the Wild two trailer. My God, maybe both. Dude, that'd be good. That'd be good PR if they did both. Yeah, they're like here are these two. Here are the two like most high power consoles of all time. And then just like in a little, in a little kiosk, just guys, and then show up on a minute thirty video <laughs> of just Breath of the Wild too. Uh, I feel like if it would be Breath of the Wild two, it'd probably be another story trailer. I would hope so. It's just Ganon like Link Ganon as like Link in a chokehold. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> just Ganon killing Link, just <laughs> murdering Zelda, Link. Zelda's like, oh my god, <laughs> what am I gonna do? <laughs> what is happening? He just lost oh, his arm. Oh wait, Hyrule Warriors came out. I can fight now, and you just take the metal metal box out of the ground and magnesis it. <laughs> the Egg Guardian like crawls out of like a box in the corner somehow and Dude, just jumps I'm back. Alive. <laughs> Link, Link's corpse. We have to get into the shrine again. Um, back in another hundred years in the shrine of resurrection. Oh. Damn it, Link! <laughs> Stop sleeping. Oh my. Well. Do we have anything else, or is it just this episode's been wild? <laughs> this no, episode's been. I have, I have nothing else. That's that's all I have. The time like, travel screwed us. <laughs> time travel talk on top of technical difficulties. Has... Uh, yeah, usually I write timestamps in my notebook here, so editing's easier. I don't even, I don't even have timestamps written down because these. Time, like, I I have to completely guess where we left <laughs> off each segment, but. You'll have to no. just listen to it again. I'm gonna have to listen to it again and be like, "Oh my god, Tyler and I, t- Tyler and I were literally in a time loop for a half hour talking about time travel." But uh, no, well, that's that's all I have. I feel bad. We just <laughs> we we talked about Hyrule Warriors for like 50 minutes, and we talked about the rest of the partner presentation for 37 seconds. <laughs> that's exactly how we did. That's true. Last uh, last episode too, it was just all uh, Pokemon, and then just a little bit of everything else. Yeah, it's just like. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like, hey, that's what that's making that's making the rounds these days is some brother Hyrule Warriors. So yeah, yeah, that's all I've got as far as gotcha. So uh, other, I mean, other personal things uh, for Pokemon. My friend set up a set up a shiny fossil den, so I got a bunch of shiny fossil Pokemon from that. I caught a shiny Pharaoh seed in the wild while I was trying to complete the decks. Yeah, like, that was cool. Yeah, that let that let the fire under you to keep going. I got five score bunnies in Wonder Trade <laughs> two days. Yeah, ago. That, that'll tend to happen. But I, that was that was fun. I've been doing dyna- more Dynamax adventures, trying to get a shiny Giratina. Uh, I actually re I actually got a game on the Switch that I used to play uh, a while uh, a little bit back on the good old Xbox. Oh boy, uh, Terraria! I, I saw that. Playing. I saw you playing Terraria. <laughs> I've been playing Terraria a lot, and uh, you know my good friend who recently moved. Uh, out to a house much farther away from from our little town. Uh, he he and I have been playing together, and it's uh, it's been a fun uh, blast from the past. Uh, def- cross platform. 
Uh, it's not cross-platform, no. Okay. So you got to have the same console if you want to play with okay. each other. But uh, still a top, absolute top 10 game for me. One of the one of the best indie games probably ever made. Yep, uh, probably. Some days I would some days I would say it's better than Minecraft. Other other days I wouldn't. But damn, it it definitely deserves uh the praise. So if you guys have a spare thirty bucks laying around, uh, <laughs> which you probably you know which, what to do with. considering the amount of gaming stuff coming out in November, you probably don't. No, you've. If you have $30 and you're not hungry, your car's full of gas, and you've already Christmas shopped for everybody you love and care about, go buy Terraria. Go, go buy Terraria. It's pretty cool. Go treat but yourself. I don't think there's anything else personal for me that I can add on to the end of this episode to offset the, the Hyrule Warriors talk. So, uh, uh, season, I guess person, season 7 I guess like, Apex comes out in two yeah. days. Yeah, and I guess uh, actual personal news for me, not gaming, is uh, I changed my major, so that's exciting. What? I changed my collegiate major. I am what? no longer sport business. What are you? I switched to education. I'm a for health and phys ed. Oh, you're gonna be <laughs> a. There's like an actual shock. You're gonna be a a gym teacher. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna I'm sock little kids with teacher. dodgeballs, huh? Or are you going to be a, a, tra- a trainer, like a trainer or something? No, a uh, health and phys ed teacher. That's the line of work that I'm in. So it happened last week. It was official oh, Friday. So. You're going to teach yeah. children? You? Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to instruct children in the ways of health and physical education. You don't sound too happy about that. Are you sure this is... <laughs> you, want me to pump, you want me to pump excitement into this video game podcast? <laughs> about health and phys ed what do you mean we've already <laughs> talked about time travel this is already full it's of exciting true. it's it's true yeah look if uh, ed guardian made me switch majors he's had ripple effects <laughs> on all of our lives <laughs> the butterfly effect caused the by the butterfly effect has literally affected actual humanity anyways awesome. i think, that is I, gonna think conclude. We've reached, I think we've reached the end of the line for this That's, episode <laughs> That's going to conclude a wild episode 13 of season two, but a good one. As always, if you enjoyed, leave a rating. Let us know what you thought in the, with the links in the description below. If, if you can't read for some reason, these are the links. Twitter, at SwitchUpPod. Instagram, at SwitchItUpPodcast. Emails down below. Again, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a rating. We'll check those out. Let us know what you think about today's episode. Personal accounts. At Colby underscore more on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, personal for me, at Tyler Samsel on Twitter, at T Samsel 11 on Instagram. Uh, we thank you all who oh. are still with us after that full hour of panicked speculation and just wild rambling on this game that is just going to give us aneurysms before it even comes out. It's going to be the most talked about game on this podcast for the year. <laughs> uh, most likely, but... Hopefully you guys will uh, stick around with us for the ride as we... 18 uh, days. They're by the time you're listening, 17, so... With bated breath for the release of one of our most anticipated games of the year. So mm-hmm. thank you all very much for listening once again. Hope you all have a good night, and we will see you on the next episode. Save your money, gamers. Gamers.